Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. With Shopify POS, you can accept credit cards, mobile payments, and every other major payment method, all with low fees and transparent pricing, starting on day one. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash MLB podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash MLB podcast to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash MLB podcast. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. What up? This is Myron and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. The alternative underground back alley, underbelly, secret society, speakeasy, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners right here on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting that podcast, that hot podcast. Hot Mariners podcast action, that is. Uh, today's episode is our, you know, festive holiday uh, edition where, you know, if you're in a dive bar, an underground place, it's kind of a sad place. It's kind of a lot of bitching and moaning and not thinking about the things that we have, but the things that we don't have. That's kind of what we're doing here. It's a little bit of a hot stove edition, but they gas is turned off i guess on that stove where there is no heat and the microwave's not even working right now that's just kind of like what we're talking about anyways uh still a lot of fun we have parmesan lebron uh hanno and edmonds and myself just you know just cutting it up here in a uh snowed in snowy seattle anyways uh again thank you for liking subscribing and following and checking us out on youtube that's right. Some of our episodes are now going to be up on YouTube and starting in January, our video feeds will be up there and on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts, of course. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up and get out of the way so you can enjoy the newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast that's going to start 
How about now? Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. All right, we're back. We're sipping on some seltzers down here in a basement on a snowy, snowy night slash morning. Uh, if you are listening to this in the morning, out shoveling your driveway or uh, skidding across uh, Aurora, uh, headed down to uh, T-Mobile Park to go peek through and uh, check out the snow down there, which I don't think anybody's really doing that's listening. Anyways, I'm sitting here in a basement with one of my high school friends, Parmesan LeBron, talking to one of my other high school friends, Parmesan LeBron, <laughs> with one of my other friends, Hanno, up there in Edmonds. It's a snowy night. We're uh, sipping on seltzers, which are technically malt liquor, I believe. So uh, kind of feels like high school all again on one of these snow nights where there's no uh, school the next day. Um, you going to work tomorrow, Hanno? Oh, yeah. Rain, no Sleep, no snow. We go every day. You're like a football player or a soccer player. I like it. I like that. I like that thing. Well, we're back. This is uh, our uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, and Kwanzaa edition of the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast. We're getting together. We don't have the eggnog. There's not a lot of uh, gifts under the tree from, um, you know, jolly old Saint uh, Jerry DePoto uh, for for us to open. I kind of feel like uh, we already got our gifts early. You know, have you ever had like your family show up and give you a gift in like early November, maybe September? It feels like they did the shopping way earlier this year. And they're like, look, we're giving you this is your Christmas gift. And maybe we forgot that we already got some gifts or are we like, hey, that was cool, but we still need to cash in here on Christmas. How are you feeling about what is going on since the last episode, Hanno, as far as acquisitions? Yeah, it's about the same, disappointed, but, you know, a lot of those moves I don't think would have been smart for the uh, amount of money in the years. But but I'm also not one of those fans who's saying, Oh, we signed Julio. We signed we signed Castillo. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not like we opened up gifts a month ago. It was like six months ago. So time has passed, and uh, was hoping for a big uh, free agent signing period for the Mariners, but uh, the right deal has not been there for them. Yeah, and I get it. They went shopping for the gifts early in the year. Lots of people do that. I know people that get Christmas gifts in September, and they, they put them up in the attic, or they hide them in the basement, or somewhere in their bedroom, but they give the gifts out during Christmas. I feel like, what if they would assign these people? These people. We're talking about Julio. We're talking about the extension to Castillo, and just kept it in-house and announced it right now, we'd feel totally different, I feel like. But maybe not. But that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's not the case. I mean, that is not the case. Um, I mean, yes, if you were just, you know, the casual fan, 
um, and you're like, what have we done, you know, to catch you up to speed? We extended Julio with this mega deal that goes on until the year uh, 2145. Uh, we extended Castillo um, for, what, five years at a actually a, a big bargain. We definitely got him at a, like a, you know, a nice little, remember Kmart, good Kmart price, uh, you know, layaway deal. Um, we also traded for Teoscar Hernandez, um, you know, had to give up, uh, a good arm in the, uh, bullpen for that. We got rid of a couple of those question mark people. We're talking about Kyle Lewis, uh, former rookie of the year, but if you don't know, you know, he hasn't been on the field for much in the last couple of years. Um, it was always a uh, a spot of confusion and wonder and just all this potential that we were kind of waiting on with the injuries. Took care of that. We don't have to worry about that anymore. We uh, also traded away Winker. Was turned was a person that just did not live up to the expectations. Uh, was supposed to be a big part for the Mariners, obviously. We let him go too. We and we got ourselves a, a second baseman, not maybe the second baseman or middle infielders we were looking for, but definitely an upgrade. And of course, um, you know we've we've lost some people to uh, free agency. We've lost uh, Carlos Santana and uh, to the Pittsburgh Pirates through free agency, and also a former Pirate, but also a former Mariner that we had last year that. Did not live up to expectations. He is not coming back. The writing on the ball was there when Colton Wong was signed or traded for for second base. But we're talking about Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier is now going to be a Baltimore Oriole. Isn't that right? Yeah, he ended up signing a one-year $8 million deal for uh, to uh, platoon and play uh, second base for the uh, up-and-coming young Baltimore Orioles club. We still have question marks with, you know, the outfield situation, what we're going to do at DH. Um, we have to wonder if Ty France can do a, play a full season healthy. Um, and as well as JP, he kind of regressed this last year. But we also have some positives. Like you mentioned, we signed Kioscar. We got Julio in center and Big Dumper behind the plate who's looking to have another good productive year and be a leader for this club as well as our starting pitching yeah and parmesan what what have you been uh what have you been looking at and what have your feelings been been like this offseason we haven't checked in with you since the i think before the playoffs i mean i'm feeling a little bit uh probably how you feel around christmas time right it's like having a birthday about a month before christmas yeah. that's kind of like our our playoff appearance and our, our first series win, it was like, all right, well, that's great, but we got to follow up on that. And uh, seeing all these, you know, free agents fly by in a really deep free agent class, it's been uh, it's been tough to see everybody signing and a lot of pretty good bargain deals as far as what you were expecting us to go out and spend. I feel like there was a lot of people that fit the, fit the bill for what we were looking for, and you got to kind of wonder, like, were they not interested in coming here? Were we not offering the competitive offers as other teams were? What was, you know, what was the situation with a lot of these guys? 
yeah, I mean, uh, it's one thing to go out there and say, oh, we should have got this guy. Okay, here's uh, why didn't we get him at this price? I mean, that was my knee-jerk initial reaction when I saw one of the people that have talked about on here quite a bit, Michael Brantley, um, you know, in this last week, signed with, uh, re-signed with Houston, what, one year for $12 million. Um, you know, he's mainly a DH, but I guess you could put him in the outfield, but I, you know, I was upset about it, but then I think about it. It's like, Hey, he was on the world champion, uh, Houston Astros for the last few years who signed him, who brought him in. He's done well. I mean, the guy just hits the guy just wins and the, you know, the world champions are asking you to come back. And maybe that was a discount for 12 million. Cause my reaction is like, why can't the Mariners just pay the 12 million for one year and bring him over here because he would be such more of a bigger impact for the Mariners where Houston, it's just a little bit more of add on a little bit of insurance. But then I think about it. It's like, if I'm Brantley, I'm like, yeah, I want to go back and win. I want to probably be, you know, at least in the, uh, you know, the AL championship, probably the world series again. I don't have to put so much pressure on myself uh anywhere else uh i'm on the astro so i'm just one of the spokes on the wheels and hey i probably don't have to move all my shit somewhere yeah i mean an, an article came out tonight by ken rosenthal on the athletic where he kind of wrote about the state of the game and where everything's at as far as free agency trades and all that and the players that have been signed and he mentioned that al brantley went back to Houston for a team-friendly deal, obviously, um, and wanted to be there. There was only a couple teams that he mentioned that were also in on him, and one of those teams was not the Mariners. The other teams were the Blue Jays and the Rays. So um, it's one of those things with the Mariners organization while you're wondering, well, how come they're not even interested in them? That's a question I kind of have. I mean, I not that he's this hot, hot player, you know, he's, he's down third, fourth tier in free agency right now. He's an older player at 36, but you know, free agency, most of the free agents have now signed. There's only a handful left and most of them are not big names. And, um, where is this organization going? What is their plan? So it was a little surprising to uh, see that written and see that the Mariners name was not mentioned in a player of Michael Bradley, who you would think that controls the zone, gets hits, you know, really kind of maybe those, you know, has good bat-to-ball skills and puts the ball in play and might be a player that the Mariners would want to add to their club. Yeah, and again, his dad played for the Mariners. And again, my mom has a picture of me at the Kingdom by the camera pit down the third baseline just north of the Mariners' home dugout getting an autograph back in, ooh, I don't know what that was, 88, 89, which I feel like is enough uh, intel, enough analytics that we should be getting this guy on top of what you just said there, Hannah. Well, yeah, I mean, my, to me, like I said, uh, we're just, we're down to the, towards the end. Many three agents are unavailable or have been picked up and aren't available right now. And it seems, and Jerry's even said, we're a team that drafts, develops, and trades. And there has been no much trading right now. And Ken Rosenthal in that same article also wrote that a reason for that 
is a lot of teams aren't willing to trade their veterans for young players right now. Um, one, because a lot of with the extra log card teams are thinking they're more in the chance of the race. And right. two, um, they're just thinking that the trade market won't start heating up until most of these free agents are away and people see what they have and what the market is. And the market has been um, pretty outlandish as far as the price tag for most of these players right now. Yeah, it, it has been. And, and look, just talking about like, hey, some of these guys, some of these, I guess, short-term, quote, bargain deals uh, in the last week since our last episode. We've seen Joey Gallo uh, reported signed with Minnesota for one year. We've seen Ben Attendee, which I wouldn't say was like a bargain guy. He's got a five-year deal. He's going to Chicago White Sox. Um, we already talked about, uh, Michael Brantley. We saw Kevin Kiermeyer do a one-year deal with Toronto. Um, and you know, the week before Cody Bellinger signed with Chicago, uh, you know, and of course we had JD Martinez, you know, who was rumored this uh, Twitter and social media had him coming to the Mariners because he took a picture of the Pike place market. What two weeks ago that, so that turned out to just be bullshit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like Jerry Depoto's like the parent that's like, Hey, listen, we don't do Christmas lists. We we're a family that we, we don't do these big, you know, gift exchange. We just have dinner. We, we like spending time with each other. Um, we, that's what Christmas is going to be like. It's all about the memories that we're building together as a family versus, hey, we just got a new, uh, you know, Xbox and uh, got a whole bunch of VR games in here. Look, hey, let's go outside and play with our drone or whatever these kids are, are doing now. It's in that analogy. But, I mean... He has stayed true. We have to say this about Jerry DePoto and the Mariners front office. They don't really lie to us too much. I know that they said they were going to be aggressive, but they didn't say that they were going to spend any money. And the fact is, you know, I spent more last night at GameWorks um, at my nieces and nephews' birthday than Jerry DePoto has in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, true that. I mean... Yeah, he has stayed true to what he said this year, but in years past, he said when when the hey, we're going to spend and add to this and go for it, you know. I mean, that's something I brought up before. That he said back in 2018 when they were starting the rebuild and where they were going to be at. So it's a little frustrating hearing that, you know, back then. I mean, as a fan, I still remember that. But um, yeah, they, like you mentioned, all those guys. I mean. Maybe they're not quite fits for the Mariners. J.D. Martinez, I mean, he did a sweet deal for him, for the Dodgers because he wanted to go there to play with Mookie. Um, so, and Ryan Divish mentioned, I listened to his podcast, he said that, you know how it was reported the Mariners didn't meet with any players during uh, the winter meetings or agents. Um, Ryan Divish said that the Mariners did all that before the winter meetings met with some players, met with a, with a Japanese pitcher and also all the agents. And it just, they got the feeling that they were just priced out of the market already before they got to the winter meeting. So it sounds like the Mariners already knew where the market was going to. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 
Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Way out. Like the first episode of our off-season, when we were going through the catalog, the Sears catalog, we're now getting into that reality. I, I used to go through the catalog, I'd circle all the shit that I wanted, you know, and I ended up getting something and good things for Christmas. I never had a bad Christmas in my life growing up, but I definitely didn't get all those big things that I circled in the in the Sears list. Um, and I and I do feel like we were looking out the window like we were Clark Griswold in, uh, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas. You've seen that, right, Hanno? Yeah. I feel like we were Clark Griswold looking out at that swimming pool that he wanted to build and. You know, he had the model, the 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 woman that was on the uh, diving board from the uh, from the department store was out there, who was like a in in this analogy a Trey Turner or Car- Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, Dansby Swanson, who just signed with the Chicago uh, Cubs, uh, and you know, bouncing on the board, where you know. That's playing. Everything's happening, and then it's cousin Eddie out. You know, all of a sudden, out on the on the diving board. And I guess cousin Eddie in in this scenario was Colton Wong, right? And that's unfair <laughs> unfair to say, but like that's what we ended up getting. But also in that in that movie, you know, cousin Eddie comes through with the boss and you know that he gets the big bonus so maybe a lot of this small stuff that jerry's telling us to to believe in and believe in our you know our farm system and all the shit's it's gonna happen it's really hard to tell people this especially after what we just came off of this year that our team is better it's hard i it's hard for me to look at the team and say we're really that much better maybe we are Maybe we are, but one thing I know is other teams have gotten a lot better too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that we aren't totally done. There's trade still to happen. There's a couple months left in this off season. Um, you know, so we aren't a finished product. There's still players to um, commit to this team, probably be a trade, I would imagine. Um, but. But yeah, um, it's right now, I, I'm with you. I mean, 
we're probably a better team, not much better, but it's still an incomplete product. Yeah, I mean, Hanno, I think one of the things that I've kind of looked at is what you guys have been talking about the you know last couple of weeks is we had the opportunity to kind of cultivate the strategy we wanted, depending on what big signings we were able to make. It would then result in, all right, here's how we're going to platoon this base. Here's here's how we're going to approach the DH. You know, here's, you know, whether that's going to be through outfield or first base or, you know, in the middle of the infield. It feels like we're getting pushed into that position where we don't want to be, which is what's left over is then going to result in how we manage that, right? We're going to have to kind of adjust to what's left instead of, making those decisions ourselves and and going at our own game plan and now we're just going to have to be you know kind of playing it on the fly and be like all right well this is what we're left with and this is how we can you know approach filling out our lineup um what are you what are your thoughts on that no yeah you're right i mean as we stand now we have jared kelnick and sam haggerty platooning in left field i mean to me, uh, Kelnick is not proven yet. Sure, I, I like his upside. I think he can improve, but really, in reality, I don't know that yet. He's shown that he has shown a little spark here and there, but he's not been consistent. I like Haggerty, more of off the bench guy. He can play in spurts and has done well, but you just felt with this team being so close to the Astros as far as playing them in the playoffs that we would want to improve that position probably it's the position up the middle even though we we got long so yeah it's just that disappointment like you explained i totally agree with that yeah i mean what you're saying there about left field could i see um again haggerty and kelnick just being this awesome duo that that uh is a rotational platoon out there yeah, but also I want to see something a little bit different out there. And we talk about rotating through the DH. I don't want to see Haggerty at DH. I don't want to see Kelnick at DH. You know why? Because they're both plus outfielders defensively. So that was, you know, going off we were talking about last episode. Why does the outfield position have to be the DH rotational? Like, uh, or or if it is... Uh, why can't, why couldn't it be a guy that was like Brantley that you're like, yeah, we can put him out there here or there. Um, maybe it's a, a situation where Hernandez is doing a little bit of DHing, but we got to get another outfielder. And again, maybe we will get this Christmas miracle and maybe, maybe it's going to be like furniture where you, you, you go and you get this furniture, you order it, it doesn't, you know, you get these great prices this time of year, but it doesn't show up until January or February. It's just how that business works, right? So maybe maybe we still are in, you know, on this Brian Reynolds deal. And that's the guy you you get here on the team and you and you already turn your team into a World Series contending team if you add him. Because you would have the best probably the best outfield in baseball if you could add a Brian Reynolds to Hernandez and Julio and, and, you know, have Haggerty or have Kelnick still around. Now you're talking, you have an all-star outfield and, you know, that scrappy guy like Haggerty who also plays, who also plays, um, you know, infield. 
um, and you have Kelnick, this guy that we're waiting on, I mean, that would be a, a big, big, you know, impactful change, which you'd hold on to for three years. Yeah, the price is very expensive for him, but the impact would happen right now. And that's why I think they need to make this move. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I feel like, you know, a lot of people have already mentioned Kelnick's name in a trade for him. Some people have even brought up that how could you put Kelnick's name in a trade for a player like that when Kelnick has lost so much value? Sure, it would take other guys, but he's not really that cornerstone piece to get a guy like that anymore as the way he's played and struggled his little time up in the big leagues. But yeah, he is a player that you hope to go after. Um, it's been reported that the player or that the Pirates have no interest in in trading him right now. But uh, listening to some of the experts, they said that they feel that the Mariners are going to retry and go back at that trade here in a couple weeks, and think that the Pirates might open up to that, those suggestions again. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, that's the that's the name on everybody's radar. I mean. The other, this is your other options for Christmas gifts. You have um, Michael Conforto, who didn't play last year. I just saw that Scott Boris said that he is now throwing at 150 feet. That's alarming. I mean, 150 feet isn't that far no. for an outfielder. So he will probably need to spend a lot of time at DH until he strengthens that arm. And then you have, you know, your, your pro fars. As a free agent, you're A.J. Pollock. I think Matt Carpenter is still available, right? Yeah, he's still available. Still um, available. It'll but, come to me. But a guy that we also were talking about last episode who's still available, and I, I know we're just, we're right now we're looking at the racks. We're doing some last-minute shopping. We're heading into Fred Myers. There's nothing really at Freddy's. Uh, we're heading over to Target. That you know, there's nothing there. Now we're going over to Walgreens and we're looking for stuff, right? You know, that's just kind of the, that's where we're at right now. Are, are we going to get? A, I guess we're going to get some gift cards. But you know what? The the keyword or root word in gift cards is it's still a gift. And I, I see the the gift card being like a big variety of things that could turn into something and i feel like brandon drury maybe be that guy again we talked about him last episode plays multiple positions he's 30 years old he had a great look what a career year last year i, I really think that would be a, a something to think about still doesn't oh, seem, yeah, doesn't I mean, seem too expensive, right? Brandon Jury's a guy that I just feel like is not going to be too expensive. You're going to upgrade the utility spot. You're going to and also somebody like you know that can swing the bat. Like if you have to put him at DH, he can DH. I mean, that's the thing. Everybody can DH. You know, anybody can DH. But what else can they do? And that's what Jerry and Scott want. And I feel like that's a perfect uh, you know solution to a lot of the problems. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's the guy that I would like to have, you know, not quite, I mean, kind of settle for at this time in the game of free agency. Yeah, he's a, he had a breakout year last year. I mean, yeah, I would rather have him. The guy I was trying to bring up earlier was Will Myers. He's available. Same with Trey Mancini. They could be DH type players as well. So it's, 
But the Pickens are slim, in my opinion, as far as free agency, and it, it might be out. It might have to be a trade route for a Brian Reynolds, like you mentioned, Byron. You know, I I wonder too if if not pulling the trigger or not being able to acquire some of these guys for whatever reason, if that's going to end up making us overpay for the players that we actually do see as the best fit at this point, right? Where if, if we are going after specific guys, we're going to be willing to either make a trade package that we might regret or sign a free agent for more money than other teams are willing to pay. And does that, you know, is this, is that a sign of desperation? Is that a good investment? And I kind of worry at that point where kind of the road we're heading down. Um, but no, the, the option you, is to just not. No, you're right. Because there's so few players available and so many teams that still might need to add a player that, yeah, it drives the price up when you're, you're going at so many other teams that are on luxury or so much. I can totally see your point there, uh, Parmesan. Yeah, and I feel like the Mariners, too, aren't looking for multiple-year deals right now. And I understand a player and an agent are like, hey, we, we're, look, we're looking for some longevity here. We're looking for some stability, some insurance, um, you know, the Mariners obviously aren't into doing that. I mean, you look at the shortstops, right? 11 years, 13 year, 11 year. The smallest deal out of all of the shortstops was Brandon, or sorry, was uh, Dansby Swanson, seven years. That's still a long ass contract. And, uh, oh, yeah. and, you know, these one year deals that we're looking at, the Brantleys, uh, who else? Who else signed a one-year? Carlos Santana, you know. Uh, Austin Hedges, one-year deal. Uh, let's see, we had Zanino, former Mariner. I mean, that was kind of our, <laughs> our, our super hypothetical. Like, well, if we could rotate somewhere else, maybe we could rotate at catcher. He signed a one-year deal. Omar Navarez, also former Mariner, right? The World Series. Where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball favor, catch it. The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball. I think maybe just a couple of weeks ago, I saw that uh, we we made our final payment on uh, on Cano's deal, uh, just recently, which I think it was like th- three and a half million or something. And I'm wondering if that type of history and those kind of deals have a little bit of effect on the organization and how they approach those long term deals, since it's all guaranteed and you know looking at players' uh, longevity and and kind of that freak out of like, oh, well, we got to get on this and sign these guys. Here's what they want. But maybe they're a little bit gun shy just because of, uh, you know, the history of, of, of some past deals. Oh, I totally agree with that. I think their philosophy is, is totally that um, they have not signed in least the Jerry DePoe area, a big name free agent for multiple years. The, mo- the, the latest and only was IOT, the, uh, the outfielder a few years ago it seems to me the Mariners' philosophy is is to trade for these players because one they know what their contract is they know it's you know 
every every free agent it seems like is just blowing the uh the um the salary out of the roof so they get these guys in these trades they're at a lower value right then you know from what they are if they were to pay for a free agency now it just seems like that's the way they like to do business knowing that they're already locked in and a guy for a better rate yeah i mean the only big contract i can think of that jerry's put out there free agent that didn't have a trade attached to it was robbie ray I mean, last year he did spend what? What's that? A hundred million dollar contract for a Robbie Ray? Which? Yeah, that, you're right. Uh, and, before that was IOTF. You're exactly right. And now that's not looking like anything. Um, uh, you know, a hundred million compared to these other contracts that we that we are seeing. Um, you know, and again, like now we're into this, you know, complimentary one year guys that. We're probably, to be honest, going to probably, as far as signings, probably not see anything until close to spring training. I mean, I'm just going down the outfield list as we're talking for complimentary players. Like we talked about some veterans, for for example, like Andrew McCutcheon. That's another guy you're probably going to sign right now. But that's like a guy that's going to do one year. I also uh, heard J.P. Morosi talking about maybe a reunion with Nelson Cruz sounds good. But then when I hear that, I go, okay, we're talking again about a stationary DH. So if we were going to get a stationary DH, why weren't we looking at J.D. Martinez? Another guy left off the one-year deal, got a one-year deal from the Dodgers. Um, Brantley, yeah. But I I just I want hitting, and I, I just don't really care where it fits in. I just want another bat in the lineup that can play four to five times a week. That's what I feel like the Mariners need, and they need it now. I mean, getting Nelson Cruz right now, I feel like is getting uh, that's like getting a Sean Alexander jersey for Christmas in 2013. <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, he did have eye surgery recently, and he had last year was his what first down year he's had in a long time, and he went out and got eye surgery. So maybe that's something that's gonna uh, you know i think he's still got one good run in him i wouldn't be mad if the mariners got him i know that they're like hey we're looking for a big right-handed power bat i mean that's what he is you know i think the point you keep bringing up too in the last couple weeks is like with the shift going away how impactful is that on so many of these bats where we haven't seen the result of that for a lot of these players and jerry's talking about that too and that's where you're going to see these dead pull lefty hitters you know you know, make their hay. And like, that's why the Brantley one hurts me. But also again, like I mentioned, maybe it was a thing uh, that Brantley just wanted to stay with the world champions. It's not like he went, what would really piss me off is he, if he got like a one year deal with like the Kansas city Royals, then I'd just be pissed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this whole off season, you know, we just, it seems like they're just, you know, planning to go with Kelmick and left. I just wish they would kind of hedge their bets a little bit and spend a little money and have a backup plan. We were worried about the outfield situation last year with Hanniger being hurt and all these other things, and they talked about how deep the outfield was. Well, Hanniger's not here. We replaced him with Oscar. Winker's not here. But we still have who everybody was talking about our deep outfield with Kelmick and Trammell and those guys. So you're in the same spot. So I just wish they would hedge their bets a little more because Kelnick isn't totally proven yet, even though I'm a 
I, I want to give him time and want to see if he can develop. But, I mean, can you really just really legitimately count on him to have a breakout year this year? You can't because you haven't seen it yet. No, we've not even seen him get anywhere near 200. Well, I mean, also we we saw productivity out of a guy like Kyle Lewis, and then we cut strings with him immediately after worrying about his health, right? So I wouldn't say it was immediately. It was, I mean, pretty quickly. That's a pretty quick turnaround from having AL Rookie of the Year to you're not on the team anymore. I mean, it. And then even for a guy like Toro, I like know. a guy like Toro who wasn't that productive um, as a utility guy, but he was really young. So that's one of those where I feel like the other teams are kind of gambling on that. Is like, is that a player still in development? And I think that's almost what we have to hope for with Kelnick um, in in what we might be able to I mean, move him for. I don't agree that it was a quick thing with with Kyle Lewis. I think. You didn't get anything out of him for 2021 because of the injury. And then this year, there was a lot of a lot of uh, mystery about the knee, the, 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 the other injury from getting hit in the head. There was reports that he was getting second opinions. I mean, I'm sad that he's gone. I just don't think it was, like, really quick. I just felt like... The Mariners had too many of these uh, potential guys. And you look at Kyle Lewis, and yeah, he was the rookie of the year in 2020, but that season was two months long. So it's kind of like a guy that got hot for two months. And not even two months. Now that I'm looking back at it and not being the cheerleader on the sidelines about it, but we also had a guy like we have a guy like Kelnick that is one of those what if what's going to happen and we had Toro what if what was going to happen we had Winker what if he comes back we had to eliminate half of these what ifs and right as fans and as an organization right Hannah you you definitely can't just have too many of these what ifs or else you're just the Mariners again with the Ackleys and the Millers and the Zaninos and the, you know, that, that we kind of, we've lived through that. Yeah, absolutely. You said it perfectly, the what if, and I'm still high on Kelnick. I think it's way too early to give up on him, but it's the what if. I mean, you know, we need to supplement them with some other guys. So, you know, like I said, hedge our bets on these guys in case, they, they aren't the guy or not ready yet, you know, and we just haven't done that. And because we're in the position now of being a playoff team two years ago, pushing for it last year, being in it, winning a series, playing a tight series against the eventual world champs, we expect more and we we're told more about the, from the organization that we we're going to go for it. So that's why we're all crazy and hungry for them to make that next step and that next move. And that's what makes this offseason so hard so far. And and I hear you on the Toro thing, though, Parmesan. Uh, like, the Toro, it's like we saw what he did at the end of 2021. You saw, you know, flashes of it last year, but there wasn't enough. And I feel like that was probably the sweetening of the deal to bring Wong here. But, yes, there is a possibility that him and 
uh, Winker have good years this year, and it could turn out to be a heavy price for what we're getting from Wong, but it's a big what if, right? I mean, I guess that was really my point is that uh, Toro is just really young. So, I mean, that's, right. I think that's good on the other teams for saying like, oh, you know, maybe that guy hasn't really come into, you know, what he knows. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Needs to be. I, I, I have another question for you guys, too. I know we've been talking a lot about batting. Um, right now we're sitting with basically seven starters. Right? If you're including Flexen and Marco and Brash, um, kind of the direction of what, what we're going. Besides, you know, obviously these are trade pieces that we've talked about, that you guys have talked about the last couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, possibly eight with Brash, possibly nine if Emerson Hancock, you know, <laughs> develops from now till, the uh, you know, early in, or some part of the season. And I guess, Hannah, I had a question just really on that is like, is do you think that that's maybe a good approach of looking as those guys as your major major trade pieces and maybe – go out there and sign a really good fifth starter for, you know, a better contract where if that, if that's the route to go, as opposed to um, spending the money on a premier bat or, you know, a DH outfield or utility guy, whatever, is it better to approach it from let's have the best five starters in the league and, you know, hope that our defense and and the way we play is able to get us back to the playoffs and, and advance further, further than we have. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little last week. There really isn't that big-name starter out of L1 free agency right now. The closest guy is um, Avaldi, who was with the Red Sox last right. year. He's a free agent that hasn't signed. So, but I hear your point. We've, we've kind of thought about that. Um, as far as all those guys, you know, it's, and bringing it back to Toro, I was kind of glad to see that Toro was part of that deal instead of like a flexing, because then it would get, now it gives you the opportunity to still have flexing out there as a trade piece or Marco. So, yeah, that's kind of my thought. And their price could go up later in the season if you have a team that, Whatever they they're an offensive juggernaut, but they keep scoring six seven runs and they keep losing games because of their starting pitching. Or, you know what usually happens to weekend starting rotations is injuries. So it's kind of a double edged sword. Like, hey, we have this team, we have this great starting four, but we can't figure out what we're doing with at five. We have all these good pitchers that are a five. Like Marco Gonzalez is a solid five. 
Flexen is a solid five. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure Brash could be a solid five in the year. And that price could go up. That tax could go up later in spring training when players report and injuries happen or later in the season. So I think the approach with them is, uh, you know, to maximize what they the potential they could possibly get out of those guys versus I don't think you're going to trade them to Pittsburgh for um, Reynolds because they would be trading for a rebuild. They're not going to be trading for an impact. I feel like they signed Santana to go, hey, let's see what happens when the shift goes because, you know, Santana, I, I could bet you right now, I know it's Christmas, and we'll talk about this later in the year, Santana will not end the year as a Pirate. So I, I do feel like there is a plan to move one or all of these guys. I just think that approach I do really agree with, with the organization of going like, let's not just put that in a deal for a, a Wong, not to knock Wong, but like something that's big with maybe a return of replenishing your farm system in case you have to trade your farm system to get a guy like Brian Reynolds, if that makes any sense to you guys, if I make any sense. No, I totally, totally follow along with that. Yeah. I mean, the Mariners are very fortunate to have no injuries last year. Um, so you got to worry about that. The Marco and the Flexen thing, they both, have really favorable team-friendly contracts right now. And sure, you might not think of them as top-line guys, but they give you a lot of qu uh, quantity over quality at times. You know, they, they're, they're there every fifth day. They can go the five, six innings that starters go now, and, and that's really attractive to clubs right now. Yeah, and, and, and to your which free agents are out there, yeah, you you do have uh, Abaldi. You still have Kluber. Um, there's Wade Miley, uh, Rich Hill, 44 year olds, <laughs> Rich Hill, uh, Zach Grinky, uh, Michael Waka, uh, who else is a, who else is a, oh, Michael Pineda, former Mariner. I mean, those, those are, uh, you know, the, the names that I think that, you know, are on equal ground with a flexin or Marco. And then after that with the free agents, I think, I think it's a step down. Uh, a Kluber might be an upgrade over those two. You know, he's older in his career, even same with the Granke. Um, and they have a little bit of injury history. But, they're, but if they're you were crafty to tra they, trade they one win, of those. Right. They're the, exactly. I, I agree and, with you. They're crafty guys that have been there that know how to win. Exactly. And if you can trade one of your pitchers that you have on the club now for a bat or with a bat to get somebody productive, and then pick up one of those guys. Yeah, that seems attractive to me. It's all about just improving the the group. And I think that's kind of what, you know, you guys were talking about was, you know, on a lot of teams that maybe are a little bit bat heavy, right, is that Marco or Flexen or even Brash might actually look like a really good number three on their teams as opposed to where those guys are slotting as a five on our team just because we're so loaded. So that's where that value goes. It just depends on the team of – how they value those guys and in terms of what their contracts look like compared to what the free agents are actually looking for. So before we go, we get out of here, uh, you know, it, we know it's the holidays. We're feeling 
we're feeling a little bit like, man, I just don't think this is the Christmas I had I had planned for the team. But uh, you know, lots of things can still happen. We're going to be here every Tuesday. You know, the countdown to March 31st is coming. But Hannah, you and I actually had the opportunity to get down to T-Mobile Park this last week. Uh, isn't that correct? Yeah, we uh, stopped in for a quick cocktail before the Thursday night drubbing by the uh, 49ers. Yeah, it was nice to get in there and check it out. The grass was green and beautiful. Yeah, it was it was a good night. I'll have to get that up on the socials. I haven't done that yet. We did go in there. The Seahawks have a, if you have not done this, if you go to Seahawks, one of the two remaining Seahawks games, before the game, they actually have a like tailgate party, which is down in the, the pen area. They have a live DJ. Um, you know, Ballard Pizza Company is... Uh, is open uh, now charging $11 for a slice of pepperoni pizza. Uh, Parmesan LeBron, what do you got to say about that? Uh, I may or may not be the former manager of that company. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's good pizza, but uh, it's market value, right? I'd, I'd go for beer over pizza any day. What, so $11, <laughs> yeah. So uh, $11 for a slice of uh, Ballard pizza. Uh, what were they charging for, like a slice of Ballard pizza, like in Ballard? Uh, I believe it was three dollars. <laughs> three dollars. Three dollars market price. It, there's a there's a lot of money coming. I don't know how they split that with the Mariners. We also saw uh, something else there being done, and that is the new luxury suites. Or they're not luxury suites. What is that? What's going on behind home plate, Anna? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a luxury box suite. Yeah, home behind home plate. Uh, formerly where the press box used to be. Yeah, we saw the construction uh, um, started uh, on that. Um, $50 million, $50 million project, right? Yeah, at least. Uh, it must be. I mean, it, it, uh, it's gonna, it, they're going to have to fill that a few times for us to get a left fielder, I guess. Yeah, I mean, for $50 million, couldn't they wait one year and, like, for $50 million, we could have got a Brantley, J.D. Martinez, and, and Cody Bellinger, all in all all for, you know, less than $50 million, so. Yeah, I mean, when they're building the hat back and, you know, that place is filled and now building this in the stadium for the uh, the corporate people, corporate folks, you know, to spend a lot of money. Yeah, you, you hope it goes back into the team sooner or later. Yeah. We do. I just, you know, I feel like we're the the guys during Christmas at the bar that are just not happy. Uh, it's, it's it's tough. It's tough around the holidays, but it was fun to get down there. I will say, I enjoy being at a uh, a Mariners game much more than I enjoy being at a Seahawks game live. I love I love my football. I love my Seahawks. So. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, just the crowd at T-Mobile Park, you know, when we were going in, I was expecting to be like, oh, cool, it's Mariner Sense. No, it was just drunk Seahawks fan, people stumbling, uh, people screaming and yelling. But still, it was nice to be in the uh, in the vicinity of the ballpark. I got to go to Dodger Stadium last month for the Elton John concert. So 
I'm looking to get in one of these parks in January, and then by February we'll we'll be back down. We'll be back down in spring training uh, and in the WBC in uh, February, March. So, just need to find my way into a ballpark next month, and then I will not have withdrawals at all this year in the calendar year. Yeah, it'll be here before you know it. It will be here before you know it. Uh, um, I got a, uh, I've got a bonus, uh, question for you guys. Bonus. You know, I know probably plenty of our listeners out there are scouring the Reddit feeds, uh, like I do, uh, for Mariner stuff. And one of the things I came across in the last uh, couple weeks was the question of when are we going to give the Mariner moose a proper name, right? We don't call our mascot the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh. Um, and so for the holiday, Blitz. so for the holiday season, right? We are our buoy, right? We we we, 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 squatch. we have names. We have names. Mm-hmm. So in light of the holiday season, here is my suggestion for the Mariners fans to give us their opinion, and the Rye Bread and Mustard Podcast fans to give us their opinion. I'm going to throw out the name of the moose in National Lampoon's Vacation. Anyone Anyone get this? I do get this reference. Do you know the name? Marty Moose. Marty Moose. <laughs> what would you name the, the moose, Hanno? I don't know. I mean, Bullwinkle, I don't know. Bullwinkle's taken, but you know what? I Okay, I'm jumping up. Yes, it's got to be. I like a, Marty, though. I like Marty, too, but I know a name with a better M. How about Mariner? The Mariner Moose being Myron Moose. That's what I'm all about. Myron <laughs> Moose. You know, like some people would be embarrassed about it. I'd, I would, I would own it. Well, <laughs> anyways, uh, this is the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. We're right here on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from. This was our holiday. Uh, bitching and moaning uh, last call edition our episodes always come out right always I should I should put a little asterisk next to the always just like the uh, the very bond <laughs> home run total but we try to get them out every Tuesday morning if you're on the east coast you know you're enjoying them on your ride to work at 4.45 5 in the morning if you get up early and work and if you're out here on the west coast in Seattle it's, we like to put them out right at last call at 1.45 and listen, thank you to the likers and the subscribers and the followers that get woken up at, uh, the, with these notifications in the middle of the night when they come up. But listen, we try to get out there bright and early on Tuesday morning if things are going well. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. Maybe we'll be back earlier. Again, if you like, subscribe, and follow, uh, there is no guessing game. But we will be back next Tuesday, hopefully talking about some other gifts that are under the tree or some something that's showing up you know maybe maybe the amazon uh flex delivery drivers are going to be uh bringing something uh, yeah so we're we're getting close anyways with that being said hanno you know what fucking time it is jerry charge that card i'm gonna keep saying this until you fucking start spending some goddamn money merry christmas everybody happy hanukkah and happy kwanzaa 
Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Yes, Happy Festivus. All that, all anything you're celebrating here at the end of the year, we're celebrating with you. And on Christmas morning, Christmas Eve, just remember we're two months away from that first spring training game. So just start your calendars off right at the beginning of the year. Start counting down those days. And that's a wrap.